Episode 1, A Love for Home. Okay, uh, well, welcome to our first episode of Make Impact Movement Podcast. My name is Marcus Knight. The podcast is focused on inspiring and motivating social venturists to go out into the world and make the and make it a better place. I'm here with Laquisha Waheed, the executive director of Unity Community Development Corporation. Hi, Laquisha. Hi, Marcus. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, so the way I know her is through our work out in Joliet, Illinois, uh, through Unity CDC, and uh, I want to just kind of give more of a background about uh, how I came about working with her uh, and what I feel like she could provide in terms of her perspective around being a social venturist, a person that kind of, a person that invests their energy and their time into, you know, really advancing a community forward, and so... Uh, I actually met her through her husband. I worked with them uh, at an organization. It was the last full-time position I had, and it was about a year ago. And uh, after I left that position, I was talking to her husband about my my plans for my life, what I wanted to do in the next three to five years, uh, which was consulting. And then he introduced me to his wife, who had the same uh, focus. She had the same... Uh, passion and she wanted to do the same thing. And so we began to talk and strategize about how we can work together uh, around a partnership to go out in the community and uh, work with social impact organizations. So nonprofits, for-profits, uh, around strategic planning and uh, program development. And here we are more than a year later, still working together and trying to uh, basically reinvigorate Unity CDC so that it becomes a force of uh, good in the Joliet community. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. I, Laquisha, I don't know if you want to kind of add to what I've already said. Uh, I, first, I would just like to say that it was has always been an honor to be able to work with you. I, I believe you are brilliant and you are uh, great at what you do. I uh, look forward to seeing how your journey um, takes you along in life in the future uh, with the success rate that you have thus far. I'm sure that uh, in the long run, you will really be a force to be reckoned with. So I just commend you, Marcus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, say congratulations on all the things that you're doing. And, and thanks for having me today. Well, of course. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... We just, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Laquisha, I just, I'm curious because I had talked to you in passing about your background, about what you've done, uh, some of your accomplishments before you came to Unity CDC. But even over the years that I've known you, I never really kind of delved really, I never really delved deep into what you've done uh, and what kind of drove you to do the work that you were doing before you, before you got here. So okay. if you can just kind of, Talk about your background, maybe even, you know, how you grew up, okay. uh, your motivation, your inspiration. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna try to keep that um, short and sweet or we'll have to have a couple of different segments 
for that background conversation, Marcus. Um, but I will say that I have always had a passion um, to really just help people. Uh, I have talked to several people before about my belief and uh, believing that God has created all of us for a purpose and that he's given all of us uh, different gifts and talents um, that we are supposed to be good stewards over. And I've always tried to do my best at identifying those talents and those gifts that God has given me and um, learning more about them, strengthening them by actually going out and doing the work. So I've always tried to hold myself accountable for what I know um, the Lord allowed me to be gifted at. And, and, what I believe that is most importantly is to be able to uh, just be hope to people, you know, to be able to come in and create opportunities in an environment where people have hope in their situations and their, cer- okay. their circumstances um, and, and what it is that they are, are uh, called to be able to do. I, I want to be a resource to be able to provide those resources that give people hope. Um, I can talk about my background in terms of what other work that I've done in the past that Mm kind of led me to this journey. And I always kind of start with my um, story of working at Joliet Job Corps. Um, I worked at Joliet Job Corps and I was responsible for the um, all the students that came throughout the center. And every student that left, my job was to track them for six to 12 months to see how successful they were. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I was able to find out that a lot of the students at that particular time were not able to sustain the employment uh, or continue their education that they were set up with when they transitioned out of the center back into their community. And what I found to be the case was um, we were able to help them while they were in our environment, but we did, were not able to give them all the tools and the resources that they needed to go back and thrive in their own environment. Yep. So with that being said, um, I felt the calling to start my own organization called There's Hope Center. And I resigned from Job Corps. Um, And a year after my resignation, I actually went back to the center and partnered with Job Corps as a partner providing uh, mentoring and wraparound services for students that were a part of the program so that we could go into their environment Mm -hmm. and give them the tools and the support that they needed um, so that they could thrive. Um, so that's really where, you know, my my um, passion and my love for um, being a community activist mm-hmm. and uh, mentor uh, to others really came from. I've, I've done a lot of other work in, in the past prior to that, but that is really where my journey as um, an entrepreneur and, a, and an advocate for people really came from. Okay. Uh, it's. So I know that you have a you have a really strong commitment to Joliet, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, and when you have like major cities, a major city like Chicago, not too far away, right? You stay committed to Joliet, and I guess I'm I'm curious as to why, like why Joliet? 
Uh, I ask myself why Joliet sometime too, but I really just believe that um, because I am a native mm-hmm. of Joliet, I was born and raised here. Um, I, I just really believe that uh, God is has a work for me to do in this environment. You know, I have been released to go to other pet places and learn different things and, you know, work in other environments to strengthen my uh, experience and, and, and my gifts and my talents and bring back some of those very uh, things that I've learned mm-hmm. to come and support my own community. You ever heard of the, uh, the allegory of the cave? No. Uh it's a it's an allegory by uh, Socrates, and what it talks about is so. To paraphrase, you know, you have these people down in this cave, and they see these images, and they're fa- they're facing the cave, and they see these images on uh, that they don't know where they're coming from. Bless uh-huh. you. They don't know where they're coming from, and they just know that it's happening. Right. And then one person he turns around and he sees that there's light. Illuminating from this this upper portion of the cave, okay, it's hitting the wall. Uh, that's right, it's hitting things inside of the cave that are making these images on the wall. So he said, "I'm curious now, you know, where this light's coming from." So this person then turns around, they break free, they break free from their chains, and they begin to walk up this this, this slope. It's a slope to this light, this oh, big wow. bright area uh, where this light's coming from. That's hitting ob- that's hitting objects in the cave to illuminate a wall to make figures. Okay. And so when he get when he started to get towards the top, his eyes are beginning beginning to get more fatigued uh, because he's never had just much sunlight hit his okay. eyes at once. So he gets outside of the cave and he sees that there's an entire world mm. that's, a, that's that's available. Yes. That the people in the cave didn't know about. Didn't know about. Yeah. And. From that point forward, he's like, "Wow, we had this all this that's up here. Now I feel there's an there's an obligation to take what I've just learned mm-hmm. and go right back back down in the cave yeah. to tell the people, hey, look, you know, uh, what you all are see on the wall, it, it it is real, but there's more truth to everything yeah. that you're experiencing. There's much more to experience. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like when I talk to people, especially with yourself, mm-hmm. you not yourself, but you, when I talk to you about your experiences and uh, why you do what you do and why you stay in Joliet, it feels like you, like you said, you could have been anywhere, but you chose to take all these different experiences to bring them back here to empower a community that you grew up in. And not saying that people here are, they're behind or slow because that would be condescending, but I think it's more or less a community can't grow unless everybody who grew up in it, they decide on some level to give back to it. Yes. To empower it. Yes. I, I definitely see where what you're saying with that. And I um, have a lot of gratitude in my heart as to the opportunities that the Lord has afforded me in terms of being able to go out, um, out of my comfort zone, which is where I'm from, and journey into an environment to learn uh, and see uh, things done in a different way mm-hmm. um, and, and to be exposed to different people and different uh, levels of experience and expertise. Um, and it's funny because even throughout that journey, uh, I was able to meet my husband, who you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him um, 
out in the field, as you would say, you know, we both were out doing the work. You know, my organization, There Is Hope at the time, was in the Chicagoland area working um, in the 34th Ward and with the aldermen there. And and my husband's organization was out in the 34th Ward as well doing the work. All right, shout out to gatekeepers. Yeah, 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 shout out to gatekeepers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And that's how I met him. You know, I met him as the... CEO and founder of Gatekeepers and my organization and his organization um, began to do some projects together and the Lord just saw fit for us to to be able to become one and do work um, together on a different on a different level mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really really excited because um, he has agreed to come in on this journey with me as well and and come back to um, where I'm from to help to support the community that I, I love and I'm vested in and, and do the work here as well. So I'm really excited to see what gatekeepers and unity will be able to do together in this environment and in, in this community with the experience um, uh, and the skills that we have. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh I know that uh, your husband Alonzo does a lot of work in Chicago, and uh, I, I, I always, I'm one. I marvel at what he does because he works with a population that most people don't want to work with, which is formerly incarcerated yes. people. Uh, but how what you're doing here at Unity is so grassroots, despite yes. the fact that it's already an established organization, it's well known, mm-hmm. and you have a pretty big job ahead of you yes. uh, with Unity. And so I might so. Would you like to talk a little bit about Unity? Oh, sure, sure. And of your job here and the work that you that you that you believe you have cut out here to make it successful? Of course, of course. Um, I have such a growing and strong passion for Unity CDC. Um, I am uh, totally um, appreciative to all those people who have labored and paved the way for this organization, Uh, all those people who gave their time and their support, their donations, their um, expertise to allow this organization to um, thrive in District 4 and District 5. Uh, Just the quality of life plan itself uh, is something that uh, that is a wonderful um, challenge to be able to uphold in this community, you know, to be able to take that quality of life plan and understand that quality of life plan and educate the community even the more of what that quality of life plan instills in District 4 and District 5 is a, is a uh, task that I very much so welcome. Uh, I believe in the quality of life plan and I'm excited to be able to see it continue to thrive and manifest itself in District 4 and District 5 with the residents and, and business owners and, and all those people who play a part in allowing our communities to thrive. So I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm excited to have been um, chosen to be um, the person who's taken the reins of this organization and, and leading it. And I look forward to working with other businesses and uh, other individuals 
in the community to be able to get the organization where it needs to go. So uh, the quality of life plan here for unity is like the Bible. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it literally, it defined why the organization was founded. Uh, and uh, I won't go into too much detail. It's like a community action plan. And so uh, it outlined after research with uh, a multitude of stakeholders, uh, six pillars were distilled from that research that now guide the, the, the path that unity is going on in terms of developing programs and uh, overall community development. And so uh, Laquisha's role here as the new executive director, uh, she now has to look at where the organization is and uh, make sure that programming and other initiatives are reflective of the six pillars that were distilled from the research done over 11 years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I would love to talk about those six pillars that we have um, and that we are going to be breaking down and tackling and creating different initiatives to support, um, to provide those resources that we talked about. And even the hope that I talked about earlier, you know, I, I can't wait to watch this baby unfold and, um, and, and, and see how it's going to uh, continue to grow over the years in, this, in District 4 and District 5 of Joliet. And uh, I will say that to start out on the pillars that Marcus was talking about, uh, one of the pillars being employment training and other human services, housing and commercial development, neighborhood level organization, transportation, recreation and education and small business development. Those six pillars are pillars that we will be uh, growing uh, and expounding on in the community. So as the new uh, CEO here at Unity CDC, I welcome the challenge and the charge to be able to come in and uh, share a new light on those six pillars that we very much so welcome uh, the, the growth of those pillars in this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I, I met LaQuisha uh, a, a year ago and she assumed this position almost, it's been almost, well, about eight months, correct? A little bit under eight months in terms of full time, yes. Yeah, so uh, the work is definitely cut out in terms of further crafting programs that reflect the needs of community members. But, you know, we've been working diligently for the last uh, eight months uh, yes. to really uh, develop a plan of action. And, you know, we're, we're right there around the corner of actually just launching everything and, and getting everything in place. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, did you want to share anything else about Unity, uh, about the vision, about uh, your work with Unity so far? Sure. Uh, well, right now, currently, we have two initiatives that we are getting ready to launch. Um, they're both very near and dear to my heart. Uh, one being the small business development 
um, initiative. And what we're looking to do there is to create opportunities for people to come uh, into the center to learn how to become entrepreneurs, going through workshop classes and working with different individuals that um, you need to be connected to in order to grow and build a successful business. Um, another component of that small business development initiative is our incubator, which is providing those businesses that we help to develop a location, uh, as well as other businesses that are already existent in the community, providing them an incubator location here at our site to allow them to come in and uh, utilize our space uh, so that they could grow their businesses as we work together in the mm -hmm. community. It's a lot of space here for that. Yes, yes, yes. There is a lot of space here for that. And we are continuing to expand on that space to provide more opportunities for the growing um, individuals in the community who are looking to give back by mm -hmm. starting their own organizations um, that even work hand in hand with our six pillars in the quality of life plan. Our second initiative is the um, homeless initiative that we are ex so excited about um, that we're going to be getting ready to launch, which is working with the homeless uh, in the community to provide uh, employment opportunities, provide opportunities for them to come in, do mm -hmm. some volunteer work, do some internships, and that will lead them into employment um, as they continue to transition on building the stability that they need in order to uh, have a better quality of life. As we no doubt know that <clears throat> there, there are usually a lot of uh, two things about that. There's usually a lot of uh, uh, obstacles yes. between someone who is homeless and reaching a state of st financial stability, but also too, in, those, in that homeless population, it's not just there's a mix of individuals with different backgrounds. Yes, so yes. you have people who may have, you know, some sort of mental disorder, physical disorder, uh, people who may be formerly incarcerated yes. or just people, I guess, who, you know, are down on their luck and they don't really have a network to support them. And so uh, the beautiful thing about this program is that I would imagine that you're able to uh, hit so many different populations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and empower them to get to a state where they're able to take care of themselves and their family. Exactly, and that is exactly what we plan to do, as well as um, eliminate some of the barriers. We know that um, a lot of people don't have the resources that they need, such as IDs or driver's license or address and the different things that is required of them in order to find the stability um, in terms of employment and different things of that nature to uh, cross those hurdles and those barriers. So what we plan to do is uh, provide resources and, and uh, relief to those barriers that they face and, um, and provide them a, a new opportunity to be able to uh, provide for themselves as they transition. Okay. Uh... Yes, and it needs to happen, and especially like at a time this year. Yes, uh, where obviously it's it's cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and being able to at least 
you know, uh, put money in people's pockets mm-hmm. so they're able to at least start that process of yeah. taking care of themselves is, is, is wholly needed. So Exactly. And I am so excited about unveiling um, the uh, entire uh, project in terms of that homeless program because we have so many different components and pieces to it. And um, I can't wait till we can really begin to unveil it uh, to the community. I can't wait either. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to move on to the second segment, which okay. is just the five questions. Okay. So it's uh, kind of like a lightning round <laughs> uh, type of deal. So it's five questions, uh-huh. three minutes apiece. Okay. Up to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's to make sure the answers are succinct. And it's, it's questions that I think... And this is how I would work the questions, but these very these very existential existential questions about why you do the work you do and what inspires you. And okay. so I'm just trying to tease that out so not only I can grow, but also <laughs> too the <laughs> listeners can grow too. Okay. And so the first question, I talk about this. Uh, I, well, I mentioned this phrase when I introduced the podcast and this, this phrase of social venturist, right? And how I define it is uh, people who invest in community development, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be isolated to a nonprofit or a for-profit. It can be people who are activists. They can be working in government. Uh, as long as you have made some sort of uh, lifelong commitment to doing the work. Okay. As we, you know, as we say in, uh, <laughs> in, com- in community spaces. <laughs> Uh, and so the first question is, uh, what what's the role of a social venturist in creating positive change in the world? Uh, I, I would I would say the role of a social social venturist is to be committed um, and be committed to who they are. It obviously is already something that lies within them, mm-hmm. something that they desire, something that they uh, live for. It, it is who you already are. So to be able to uh, be committed and to own uh, who you are and what you were created to do and hold yourself accountable to, as we both always say to do the work mm-hmm. you know and if you are able to hold yourself accountable to do what you were created uh to do then you and those who are benefiting from the work will thrive that's awesome huh. okay uh so my second question is why is your why is your work important oh my i believe that my work Currently, what I am doing now, I believe that all my work that I have done has been important. I believe that I have been in every place that I was supposed to be in every season that I was supposed to be there. Um, And my journey stretches long Mm -hmm. and it stretches wide. And I've, I've always been one to evaluate myself and say, am I in the season that God wants me in? Am I where I am supposed to be? And I believe that I have always been. So um, to answer your particular question, and uh, I believe that what I am supposed to be doing currently is important because District 4 and District 5 uh, and the Unity CDC family needs my experience and they need my skills and they need I my commitment uh, and they need my blood, sweat and tears that will go into making sure that we um 
uphold the quality of life plan in District 4 and District 5 because it's not about us. It's about the residents. It's about the people in the communities in which we serve. And uh, that's why it's important, because they are important. Woo! Okay. Woo. <laughs> uh, third question. Uh, what legacy do you want to create? Huh. Uh, the legacy I, I would like to create is um, to just go down in history being known as um, the woman who gave hope. You know, the person who was selfless, uh, the person who was committed, uh, the person who um, walked in a room and inspired others to be um, who the creator created them to be. Um, that's what I want my legacy to be. I want to be able to pull out the purpose and the passion that lies within a person by the time I leave out of a room. You're answering these questions very well. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four what number four is uh, how does social impact work contribute to how has it contributed to your personal growth? Uh, I, I all my answers probably go back to the source and the source is my creator. You know, my personal growth thrives on me being able to um, hold myself in comparison to what the word um, requires me to. And I believe that as long as I continue to be in the seasons that I'm supposed to be in and doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing and living out um, what the Lord has created me to live out, um, I believe I'll always be on track. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and my last question is, uh, how have you managed adversity and failure? Oh my goodness. I'm managing adversity and, and failure now. Um, I believe <laughs> no, that. No, no. <laughs> I believe that we all um, see that we come up short, you know, whether it's in a task, whether it's in a project, whether it's in a conversation, um, whether it is uh, in a goal. I believe that we all, if we um, are true and we're honest with ourselves and transparent with others, we will realize that we always um, come up short and then we always thrive at the same time. Um, so I just try to keep a balance. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to make sure I'm not too hard on myself, which sometimes I can be. Um and I, I just try to keep a balance and know that um, that's the way it has to work. You have to have successes and you have to have failures, but you have to have a good spirit. Um, in in the meantime, you know, Philippians four is a really dear scripture to my heart. And if you read the entire scripture, you'll understand um, that we have to learn how to be content, you know, with much and and with with less yeah you know and in doing that we will see that as long as our spirit and our character and our personality um is in order then the balance uh will continue to allow us to grow no that's deep and i think uh i think out of all the questions the last one uh is probably the most uh important to answer for yourself yeah. only because 
you know, the people that we admire now, they went through so much adversity and so much failure that we don't know about mm -hmm. because their success is now overshadows all of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, like you're Barack Obama or, you yeah. know, you, whoever you are or you're LaQuisha mm -hmm. and you're in this position now. What about your past? What about the things that you didn't do correct? And I think it's always important to to highlight, hey, look, this happened, but you have to stay balanced and you yeah. have to stay calm and composed. Exactly. I mean, to whom much is given, much is required. And, you know, the enemy is always there trying to test and lurk and um, bring us down and, and allow us to trip and, and stumble. And sometimes people give into that, you know, through the distractions um, that are around you. Sometimes, you know, you give into that. I challenge myself all the time and I say, um, I have to evaluate the situation and circumstances that I'm in before I make a decision. And I say, if everything, if all was well, would I make the same decision? Mm -hmm. If my back wasn't against the wall, if circumstances and obstacles and distractions were not in my face, would I make this decision? And that is how um, I... Uh, continue to um, hold myself accountable to make the right decisions as I don't make desperate decisions. You know, I'm willing to um, go through a season of lack because I know a season of prosperity is ahead. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. If I, if that, if I believe and I know that I'm going to grow in ways in which finances cannot um, do it for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I look back on some of the seasons and times in my in, in my life, and and I'm able to say that I feel good about the decisions that I made, whether other people understand them or not. You know, yeah. I feel good about them. No, I agree. I'm sorry, guys, for like sidetracking, but I, yeah. I think that last question is important, and I agree uh, because. And this is the last piece, and then we can move on. But when you make a decision for yourself, there are a lot of people who will not understand it. Yeah. But when you actually, when it all works out, yeah. then people will see what you we'll meant. See. Yeah, exactly. And it's not necessarily for everybody to know. Sometimes God gives us something that's for us. Absolutely. And it's not for everyone else because everyone else will not understand. And if it was, he'd give it to everybody. And then everybody would be happy. But, you know, that's not how it works. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is the last uh, bit, and I, this is specifically about how people who are inspired by you and and that want to get involved, how they go about doing it. So, one, what do you need? And uh, <laughs> I, I guess more, spe more specifically, how how can people lend their 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 energy to supporting unity in its development? Um. Wow. I would definitely say that what I need uh, are people who know that something greater than themselves is required of them mm -hmm. and that they have a gift, a talent, a skill um, and a purpose to give back to their community. Uh, and they're willing to take a chance 
on themselves by saying, I know that what I have uh, goes hand in hand with the quality of life plan. Mm -hmm. It goes hand in hand with supporting District 4 and District 5 in the Joliet area. Or it goes hand in hand in honoring the legacy of my loved one who I know um, committed themselves to Unity CDC before me. Um, that's what I need. I need those people who are serious about giving back to come and 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 have a conversation with me of of what that looks like. You know, what piece to this puzzle do they have? Because I'm not the entire piece of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. There's so many people who um, has pieces to this puzzle that's laid the pieces and moved on. And there's so many other people who have pieces to this puzzle who has not yet manifested and and come forth yet. Um, those are the people that I need. So what specific talents could Unity benefit from at this, at this point in, it, in, its, in its growth? Um, I know that one volunteers around just so like I mentioned before. You know, I, I've been working with LaQuisha here at Unity for, for a bit. And so a lot of the strategizing, we've been kind of just working around. So um, we've been working on board development and program development. Uh, but equally, I, I, and tell me if I'm wrong or not, you know, the need for working groups. So young people, uh, maybe college days, but even yeah. too, if, you know, community members who are wanting, who want to get involved and want to contribute their, their insights and their skill set to developing uh, unity and, and advisory groups or working groups is, is one way that they can go about doing so. Exactly. Uh, Marcus, I, I believe that we're doing a really good job on um, identifying uh, people and going after uh, specific individuals that we need. Uh, and some of those people, you know, uh, are still out there. And those people are like what you just hit on people who could help with board development. So I need um, people who may be willing or, and, and have something to offer to this board here at Unity CDC to be board members or advisors. Uh, I need people who are willing to come in and do strategic development. Uh, I need people who are willing to come in and execute the initiatives that we have, which is the homeless initiative and the small business um, initiative. If you are out there and um, you have skills and, and talents and, and time uh, to uh, donate your time or to donate your resources, or even if you're possibly looking for employment and those opportunities uh, come available with us in those two components of uh, homelessness and business development. I need uh, people who could come and be a part of our team. Um, and of course, like every organization, we need donors. We need those people who believe. I didn't forget in... about that, y'all. I was just waiting for her to say it. Though. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't forget. I was just waiting for her to say it. Yes, 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 yes. I, I would be remiss if I did not say that we need people who believe in what it is that we're doing here at Unity CDC and understand and believe in the quality of life plan and know that the quality of life plan is not for us. You know, the resources, they're not for us. We're here solely to serve the community. And that's District 4 and District 5 of the Joliet area, which is our impoverished uh, areas in the Joliet um, 
in the Joliet area. So if you're out there and you have some old money laying around or you have some new money laying around. You love money. <laughs> or you have some uh, some resources in which you want to uh, sponsor or donate to us. We would love, love, love to have your support and your commitment um, in the organization. Okay. Uh, so, LaQuisha, if you can do me one last one last favor is to share your contact information uh, so people can get in contact with you about uh, either maybe kind of picking your brain around certain things or uh, volunteer opportunities or employment opportunities or, hey, they say, look, you know what? I'm inspired now. I want to give some money. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, our website is www.unitycdc.com and our email is info I-N-F-O at unitycdc.com. And our phone number is 815-722-8977. All right, guys, be sure to jot that down. Do uh, you have anything else you want to share about anything, LaQuisha, before we uh, take off? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll add my um, my email, which is lwaheed, W-A-H-E-E-D, 108 at Gmail. Uh, that's L-W-A-H-E-E-D, 108 at Gmail. Dot com and I would just like to take uh, the my final moments and um, commend Marcus and congratulate him on this journey uh, and the commitment. I mean the the help that he has given to Unity CDC. We are very much so thankful for your skills, your talent, your ability, Aww. your gift, uh, <laughs> and it does not go unnoticed. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate you. Um, here at Unity CDC, as well as uh, some of our other um, individuals, HEMA, uh, who comes out and, and supports us here at Unity CDC by developing programs and, and uh, spearheading projects that we have here. Uh, I want to take the time to acknowledge uh, Mac Willis, who has um, stayed steadfast and unmovable on this journey here at Unity CDC. Uh, Amy Sanchez, who has also been a very valuable uh, member of the Unity CDC family as well. And I just want to thank them uh, for paving the way and allowing me to uh, come aboard uh, and, and be a part of this journey with them. And uh, most importantly, Dave Evans, who um, has passed but was the pillar of the Unity CDC mm -hmm. family. So thank you all, and I look forward to um, continuing on this journey in the community of District 4 and District 5 of Joliet with Unity CDC. That's awesome. And uh, I couldn't be more happy about my contributions here so far and just looking forward to contributing more to uni Unity, but also to hopefully uh, with the distribution of this, more people are willing to come forward and support this effort because uh, if you all who are listening don't know what a CDC is, it's, this isn't just a, a local nonprofit. This is an organization that services a, a wide, pretty large area of people. And we're talking about two, two, two districts, right? So two districts of people, of people who are traditionally uh, don't have access to resources, and uh, LaQuisha is 
revamping everything to 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 scale up the services here. And so uh, I I am ecstatic that I'm a part of this resurgence uh, of Unity CDC and. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I'm, th- I'm thankful that she invited me to come along and and, and be a, a blessing, uh, is as short as I can say it. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I also, yeah. Marcus, want to um, take this opportunity um, as my last words here um, in this session with you to say thank you, thank you, thank you to my husband, who is my biggest supporter. Um, He supports me and supports me and supports me, and he believes in me. And that is, um, is extremely important to me because when I need the strength to believe in myself, uh, he gives that to me. Uh, He reminds me of who I am and who God created me to be and the things that are ahead. And he never fails to cheer me on. He never fails to encourage me. He never fails to uh, support the things that I'm doing and be a part of it himself to uh, allow his organization, Gatekeepers, to um, join forces with our organization here at Unity CDC to provide whatever resources are needed. So I just want to say thank you, Alonzo. I appreciate you. And uh, without further ado, I want to finally say um, I give honor to God for allowing me to be who he's created me to be and to sustain in this journey and in this uh, commitment that I have to him uh, of being everything that he has called and purposed me to be, to be a good steward over every Mm -hmm. gift, every talent, every ability. Uh, I give all praise, honor, and glory to God for those things. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you, LaQuisha, again, for taking time out. I know you're very busy. And uh, and I'm like I said, I'm grateful. And I'm pretty sure people who are listening to this will e- find equal uh, will be equally grateful for the, the insight that you shared uh, about not only your journey, uh, but also too the amount of energy and effort and passion you have for uh, a place where you grew up at. Because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, people would regard you as a your your hometown hero. Right? <laughs> you left and you came back, and now you're willing to do the work. So. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for tuning in and uh, be on the lookout for our next podcast. Yes. And I just want to say, this is what I say to everybody. And this is like my little catchphrase. Uh, I tell people to, to continue to live in kind. And what I mean is uh, whatever way that you can contribute and give back, uh, continue to do it. And so uh, until next time, continue to live in kind and take care. <laughs>